Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. I got two coaches. I got one who taught me the business side and I got one that taught me me side, the leadership, the personal development. And once I understood that with me, and now my whole speaking business took off, not just my speaking business, everything. When I understood and I asked more questions about me and who I am. And that's one of the things that can help us or it, it hurts us when it terms uh, when it comes to uh, failing is we don't know our identity. We don't know who we are. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. First of all, welcome. Welcome to the Shark Effect podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. Um, I want to come on a solo episode today to do a couple of things. First, to thank all my listeners. Um, been rocking with me for almost 100 episodes. Almost. We're not there yet. But I'm very um, thankful that you all have tuned in. And um, But I want to push it a little bit further. I want to ask you something. If you like it, I want you to share it. I want you to leave a quick review. Okay? And if you like it, give me all the stars, all the stars you can give me. All right? Because I'll take them. Um, and I know that takes a little bit of time, a couple of seconds, but um, I'm very appreciative for for all those people who subscribe, rate, and review, and then also share my episodes. Because um, you never know, like one thing, it might not hit you, 
but it could affect or inspire or teach somebody else that's close to you. So I want to thank you for that. Um, also, if you are a reader, I didn't used to be a reader. Now I appreciate books and I love learning because you never stay the same. You either, you either get worse or you get better. And so I think books are a, a great tool to help you to help people um, uh, get better at whatever. So um, in saying that, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement um, is my book. It's a book that talks about leadership. It talks about the different environments that you can be able to uh, put in your life to help you get to where you want to go. And it's not just about football. It's not just about sports. I mean, it's about life. And there's beautiful stories in there from sports. But um, it's it's to push you to be a better leader, a better uh, individual, a better parent, a, be a better business owner, whatever. Um, so anyway, check it out at alexmolden.com. All right. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, failure. And one of my recent um, keynote speeches that I gave, you know, when I go and talk to different businesses, organizations, a lot of what they ask me for has to deal with confidence. And with confidence, you know, there's a lot of things that that makes somebody confident. You know, knowing who they are is the big one. And in understanding, you know, it takes practice. And you're going to fail. And you got to be okay with that early on. Early on, I failed a lot in speaking. I failed a lot in parenting. I failed a lot with football. And so I wanted to break it down with four. I, I love to keep things simple, right? You guys know me. So I'm going to break it down into four different things that can help you repurpose failure. Okay. But first we got to define what failure is. A different um, perception of what failure is. So I'm just going to break it down and give you like the Webster's Dictionary uh, definition, which is lack of success or the inability to meet an expectation. Right? The lack of success or the inability to meet an expectation. Um, so when I was talking with this organization, they wanted to find out like well, how can they how can their employees be more confident and when i hit them with that let's explain what failure is because we can't just focus on success and i used to do that early on in my speaking career um is i used to think about i used to talk about i did a couple of things bad i used to talk about just myself and the stories of me playing ball and i thought that was cool that people wanted to hear those things and it's not people love to hear stories of when you weren't that great or maybe you were great and then you failed at something and then you went back up to success again they want to hear those rocky stories right they want to hear those those stories of overcoming things um, so 
when they're talking about like confidence, that co- that confidence can come from failing, looking at it, dissecting it, and then taking the the proper steps to not have those failures come again. And how do you flip it on the other side? Do things maybe opposite that can help you avoid that failure. When you do that over and over and over again and you take notes and you start to have more people, you know, buy in, that's how you start to have like a family, a team, whatever, have more success. But you can't be afraid of of wrecking things, right? I was I was afraid of failing or looking like a moron when I when I first started speaking and I tried to be perfect and that you know then I set the expectations right because a lot of times we set expectations on ourselves not giving us any um, grace and that can you know that that can send you down a spiral spiraling staircase of failure so just understanding what expectations are right so when I'm taking notes, you know, I, I try to ask myself at least three questions a day on anything. And so when I was want to come to you guys, I want to ask different questions. And so I wrote, I wrote them down. And one of the things, or I'm going to give you a list of it. Like, what is failure? We already talked about that. But then why do we fear it? How can we repurpose it? How can it benefit us? How can failure benefit us? And how can it hurt us uh, personally or professionally? And what's on the other side of failure? How will it make us feel on the other side of failure? Everyone loves a comeback story. I don't care if it's a Rocky three. I love Rocky series, the Rocky um, business or whatever. But Rocky three was my favorite because in one and two, he was nobody knew about him and he worked and worked and worked. And so he went from the bottom to the top. Right. And it's kind of the same way in Rocky two, but Rocky three, he was at the top. He was at the top. And then he lost to Clubber Lang. He lost to Clubber Lang because he lost his way, his identity. And he went down, down to the depths again. And just like anything else, I think in life, when you want to have success, you want to get a shortcut. Or wanna, you need to link yourself up with somebody who's been there, who's done that, who has traveled that road. And not just travel the road has experience, but also has success. So one of the things, a cheat code for me is I get a coach, anything. I don't care if I don't know, I get somebody who does know. If I'm in an organization, I want to link up with somebody in that organization. I want to build a relationship with somebody who can mentor, right? When I was understanding, like, I wanted to write a book. I tried it on my own. It was a failure. Epic. (laughs) 
but I ended up getting a coach. And the same thing like a podcast. I had no clue how to do it, how to start a podcast, what it looks like, what it's for. I got a coach. So, and, and then when speaking, I, when I started five years ago, I had no clue. I got two coaches. I got one who taught me the business side, and I got one that taught me me side, the leadership, the personal development. And once I understood that with me, now my whole speaking business took off. Not just my speaking business, everything. When I understood and I asked more questions about me and who I am. And that's one of the things that can help us or it, it hurts us when it, terms of, when it comes to uh, failing. Is we don't know our identity. We don't know who we are. So you want to make sure you ask yourself questions that really like digs down and like, man, which, how do you roll? How, do, what is your core values? What is your standards? And the cool thing is you get to choose these things. You get to choose them, right? As me as a parent, I try to help guide my kids what their standards are, how they want to be treated, the, the goals that they want to achieve, the, you know, all those things. I try to guide them and help them. But as you get older, you become adults, you get to choose. And for me, it's, you know, my standards and what I want to do, what I want to accomplish, how I want people to feel when they interact with me. It's, I'm led by my faith. You know, that that's that it didn't used to be like that. But now, like, that's how that's how I roll. So um, just knowing your identity. Another thing is um, what can hurt you when it comes to like these these things um, four ways how to repurpose failure is you want to repurpose like not being organized when you're not organized man that's a that's the quickest way to fail so make make sure like when it comes to organization and it and it it really comes down to like asking questions right Willie Shaw, best coach I ever had, had him for one year in the NFL. He was life-changing. The concepts, the principles he taught us on the field helped us, helped me off the field and on the field. But he always used to say, he said, Alex, have a plan. Plan your work and then work your plan. Plan your work and then work your plan. Um, I coach high school football, and one of the things that I didn't used to do is I go out there and I try to, you know, kind of feel things out, give the guys what they want. Man, once I started to write things down, and it's just like, okay, this is our plan every day. We're going to have our EDDs, our everyday drills, no matter what, no matter how we feel, no matter who we're facing, these are things we're going to have. And then based off of those things, now, this is what I want to get accomplished on Monday, on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. So start to have more of a plan, right? Some of the best teams, some of the best organizations, they have plans and then they practice putting those plans in different scenarios. I have a good buddy. His name is Fred McCrary. We're like brothers and we played together with the Saints. But then he, from there he went to, um, and then we played with the Chargers together. And then from there he went to the um, Patriots with Bill Belichick 
and I got a chance to interview him. You got to check him, uh, not Bill Belichick, but I interviewed Fred McCrary. I think it was episode five. And he talked about how from day one, Bill Belichick would put them in situations like stressful situations. The first practice, the, the after warmups, they go right into the two minute drill, which is the most stressful moment of a game. They started off practice in that stressful moment. Now, typically, and I've, you know, when I played in the NFL, I played for four different teams. The two minute drill, we only did that. We only did that on um, Thursdays. We only did that on Thursdays. And, fr and Fridays was more of a red zone day. And, you know, if you, Wednesdays was more of a first down, second down scenarios. No, the Patriots did things differently. They had that ingrained every day, that two-minute drill, different scenarios. So um, make sure you're planning your work and take that plan and put that plan in stressful situations. Um, another one is uh, how to repurpose right failure. So really, you got to understand how do we fail? Why do we fail? Looking through things in just your point of view. Having one point of view, you will fail. You're more likely to fail. Our kids, like we have a family, me and, me and my wife, we have eight kids, right? 25 down to eight years old. Not everybody has a cell phone, right? The 13-year-old, so we have, so six out of the eight have cell phones. And we're in this group text message chat. And it gets funny when, you know, we're talking and then they start sending pictures or gifts of point of view, like Elijah's point of view when, you know, something happens on the football field or dad's point of view. And, and it just goes around and around having these different points of view, right? What they think that our point of view is. But we want to think, man, looking at it from a different lens. It's not all about how you, how you were made, how you grew up, how you was raised. Your knowledge, your education can give you one point of view. Maybe looking at it through somebody else's lens. That's why I think diversity, you know, having somebody of a different background than you. Or I'm a male, having somebody, a female's point of view. Look at it through your lens. And the, is the words or the actions, how does that match up? Make sure you're looking at it through different angles, right? Like a puzzle. Looking at it from one angle. And, man, you get stuck. Man, if you just turn that puzzle or get up and go to the other side, man, it can simplify. So just make sure you're looking at things from different points of view. Um, one of the biggest things is uh, that can get in the way is ego. We hate being wrong. My wife, I'm whispering, I don't know why I'm whispering, but my wife, she's so smart. And she's, hell, she's more competitive than I am. And I play ball. I got paid lots of money. 
she's more competitive than me. She does not like to lose. And let me tell you, she does not. I'm still whispering. She does not <laughs> like being told that she's wrong. But, you know, that, that's when ego jumps in. And our ego is can push us to be great. But it's also one of the things when we do fail, if we don't put our ego in our back pocket and look at it, look at the tape, the eye in the sky don't lie, right? When you look at it, it's like, man, I got to be more coachable. Or I see that in my actions and my words weren't aligned. So I need to change that or I was wrong. Have an ability to say like, man, I was wrong on that. I made a mistake. I will try not to let that happen again. Right. When I was with the Chargers, I played with some phenomenal athletes and one of our leaders on the team, one of our leaders on the team made a mistake. And it cost us the game. And his mistake, I'm not going to tell you who the athlete was, but his mistake was he just said, bump it. I'm not going to cover my man. I'm going to blitz. And the most crucial part of the game, it was in a two-minute drill. He left his assignment. And then on top of that, he didn't communicate with the rest of us that he was doing that. And he just did his own thing. And the quarterback found where that weakness was. It was Kurt Warner. And and he threw it. And Marshall Falk, you know, ran like 50 yards, untouched, touchdown. And then when we watch film the next day, when that particular play happened, our leader, one of our stars, our studs, got up and walked out. Got up, walked out of the meeting room. So our coach was left, the defense coordinator was left there uh, correcting his mistake which all of us can learn, right? Because we can learn from others' mistakes. So I'm never going to um, not pay attention when things go wrong. Sure, I watch on ESPN every day. Guys make mistakes. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, uh, the Antonio Browns of the world, all these, these different athletes from different sports, they make mistakes and I learn. And I, and I, I cut or uh, I, uh, I copy that and I send it to my son, I sent it to other athletes that I coach. I sent it to my professional development, my leadership um, clients. I sent it to them and then we break it down so we can always learn from others' mistakes. So um, I just wanted to come to you guys today and just like, but we can repurpose it, all right? So meaning we gotta be able to look at the mistake and look at it, dissect it, and what's on the other side of it? What did we do wrong? Okay, what if I did the complete opposite? Would that be, if I only look at it through my point of view, what if I looked at it from different points of view? Or if I had other people that were different from me, diverse from me, look at it from that point of view or get their feedback. That's on the opposite side. We can repurpose that, right? Points of view. Ego, when, we just meet, when you just think about yourself, and the opposite of that is thinking of others, right? Communicating. 
I can repurpose failure. Uh, not knowing your identity, right? Not knowing who you are. Well, what's on the flip side of that? Knowing what your identity is, knowing what you stand for, knowing exactly who you are, what you're okay with saying no to, right? Your standards, right? All that's linked up into identity. And then the last thing is make sure you organize. What's on the opposite side of not being organized, not having a plan? It's having a plan, right? So those are four tips, four things that you can do to repurpose failure, all right? So once again, thank you for tuning in. If you like it, rate it, give me a review, and share it, okay? And for more tips, for more uh for my book, for, you know, speaking, for workshops, for your team, for, you know, your nonprofit, please visit my website, alexmolden.com. All right. Hey, I'll see you guys on the other side. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version or you can get it on kindle and who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to, to transition what whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, Recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure, check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.